Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy Rewind Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dylan Stoll, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend, Michael Whifford. Hey, hey, hey. And today, we are having a very special guest on here, our first author that we've had on the podcast. We have Alyssa Markins mm. here. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> All right. So, Alyssa is the author of Perilous Star, which is book one of the Western Zodiac trilogy. And mm-hmm. so before we get into this a little bit farther here, what we're going to do is just give out the quick reminders that we always do. So if you want to follow along with the show, you can do that on Instagram at Fantasy Rewind and at Twitter at Fantasy Rewind as well. Give us the email at, at fantasyrewindpod at gmail.com. We love talking with people, talking fantasy, talking sci-fi, anything you guys want to hit us up. All right, so Alyssa, welcome into the podcast. Mike and I are so excited to have you on. I'm super excited to be here, so thank you for having me on. (laughs) So Alyssa, before we get into talking about uh, your book here, Perilous Star, do you want to give us a quick rundown about who you are, how'd you get into writing, and all that jazz? Yeah, so I'm Alyssa uh, Markins is actually my pen name. It's my middle name and my last name mashed together because my regular last name was way too searchable so I knew I'd never pop up (laughs) um but I've been writing I think as a lot of writers do um since I was really really young ever since I could hold a pencil I've basically been doing stories and I always grew up wanting to be a writer And that was something I would say, like, people ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would say, I want to be an author. And then other people would say, that's a great hobby, but what do you want to do for your real job? (laughs) And um, so, yeah, people would ask me uh, that. They would say, what do you want to do for your real job? And I would just feel totally crushed. And I still continued writing books, but I never thought it was something that I could ever do professionally as a career or anything. Fast forward many, many years, I ended up teaching English in South Korea for a year and totally was a very, very dark year of my life. I got severe depression, severe anxiety, was in a really not great long distance relationship. And um, through that, I watched hours and hours of YouTube being a vegetable on my bed (laughs) and I found Jenna Moresi and saw that like she was able to become a successful author through building it as a business. So then I started learning everything I could about the publishing industry and I started writing Perilous Star during 2016 through all that and that was kind of my anchor back to myself and it was the only thing I did where I really felt like I was me. So that's yeah. (laughs) I mean, not very cool about the depression and uh, any of that, but the journey, you know, having this dream and even though people had kind of told you, uh, yeah, that's not really something you can do. What are you actually going to do? And then kind of continuing to pursue that and adapting as you're going. Very neat. We actually have a friend who uh, teaches in South Korea, South Korea, too. So funny. And he actually, uh, he's really big into writing as well. So I just was making some parallels there as you were talking. So maybe this is a little inspiration for That's Sean. That's awesome. Well. 
But uh, so the next oh, question, sorry, I was just gonna, um, go ahead, I was Mike. I'm just going to yeah. kind of build on that really quickly. And so you started, you said that building or you sort of turned it into a business where you were kind of focusing on the publishing end of it. Can you tell us maybe a little bit more about that? Like, how, what's it like kind of balancing publishing and writing? Was that actually easier than I'm thinking? Because I'm thinking, like, oh, publishing, like, that sounds like such a big, scary word. Like, that's, you know, very company. Whereas, like, writing is very creative. How did you sort of mesh those two? Yeah. Um, one of the things my friends like to refer to me as is a type A creative. So innately, I sort of have both of those in me. Um, I really <laughs> like doing the business stuff as well as the creative stuff. And to me, they're really, they're really interlocked because as a creative, if you want to make money doing what you love to do you have to know how to sell and you have to know how to do business. And so to me, it's not like a, it's not an either or thing. It's something that's combined and works in tandem with each other. Um, and it allows me to use creativity in different ways. So the, the creative space I get into when I'm writing is totally different than like the creative problem solving space I'm into when I'm like in publishing mode. And I actually, um, I started a hybrid publishing company that I run with uh, my business partner called Kingdom Books Publishing. And so we both like publish under that and we help other people publish under that. Um, and it's kind of more of the conduit. I see that as kind of the money making conduit part. And then my book is just, it's part of that for right now. And I, I know it's gonna grow bigger, but it's like what helps sustain my creative art in the meantime. <laughs> hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a really cool way to approach it. I don't think I ever would have like thought about the business side and the creative side being so well meshed together before. That's cool. So Mike, um, I think, why don't we alternate questions here? That way it's not just always me asking the questions. Yes. And yeah, sounds good. All right, so go right ahead, man. Oh, uh, so getting into the Perilous Star here, the series, I, I mean, I really enjoyed reading it. I thought uh, we're not going to spoil the book or anything else. And yeah, we don't want to do that, but we do want to get people interested. And I mean, one of the things that jumped out to me and got me really hooked was the Zodiacs. So, I mean, I'm a sucker for magic systems and like magic in general. And like thinking of like being able to place myself into a universe and think of like, if I were there, what would, how, how would I kind of fit into this? Um, so thinking about that, what kind of inspired you to write about the Zodiacs and having our main character, Kaylee, um, belong to, you know, the Leo Zodiac? Like, how did you know what elements um, each Zodiac belonged to? Is that just because I know nothing about Zodiacs outside of, re outside of reading this and knowing that I'm a Libra. So um, I actually <laughs> had wanted to write kind of a Zodiac fantasy novel after watching the anime Fruits Basket. And I was like, there needs to be more content like this out here. Um, so I had started with an idea back in 2014, but it like didn't really turn into anything. And then when I was in Korea, I was reading through the Percy Jackson series. And I was like, I want this, but with older characters in Zodiac form. So <laughs> that's kind of how it was birthed. And then I, I'm a Leo and... Leo's like to be main characters, so that just seemed like a natural <laughs> fit for Kaylee to be a Leo. 
Love that. And I love that it was inspired by Percy Jackson. I love the Percy Jackson series. <laughs> I was going to say, you won Mike over yeah. right there with that. <laughs> Any Rick Riordan book really just got me. It's so Any good. Any action thing in that universe, yeah. Oh, I'm a Leo as well, though, so I was like, oh, great, awesome, main character. Perfect. I can connect. <laughs> uh, so going then, I guess, to the next question that we have here for you. Um, is the family dynamic that was portrayed within Perilous Star inspired by anything? And then on top of that, like, who was your favorite character to write? And what did you enjoy about them? Okay, wow. That's a deep question. (laughs) So I mentioned before when I was in South Korea, like, I was in a relationship that wasn't so great. And this wasn't something that I realized until several years after starting the book, actually. But, um... It the whole theme of the series is actually kind of Kaylee walking through what it's like to get out of a toxic relationship. Um, so there's a lot of themes that pop up that I've like found out correlated in the first book, and there's going to be way more in the second book. Um, but so Trent kind of playing into that was definitely part of like my story, and I didn't know like I was subconsciously processing things, and it came out that way. Um, so definitely kind of real life inspiration, even though I did not know that at the time I was writing it, which like blew my mind when I figured it out. (laughs) Um, and then what was the second half of that question? Uh, the second half of the question was who was your favorite character to write and what did you enjoy about them? So many characters I loved writing. Um, but Aries is really, really high up on my list because she's just like could do anything sometimes I didn't even know what was going to come out till like I was writing it and um I feel like every scene she's in is just like she does something to make it more interesting than it would be without her so I really really liked writing her and then also um the scenes with Alethea um I I really love writing villain type characters so (laughs) I definitely would agree. Reading Ares is like anytime Ares was in a scene, I I definitely thought she was a lot of fun. And I just I would keep picturing her kind of doing like when she would get like really like upset or heated up. I just kept picturing like some of those anime emotions, like the steam coming out of her head and stuff. It was just she was fun to read. She was definitely like a show stealer whenever she was in the scene there. Like, I just love the scene where she comes and she's like, wake up, bitches. (laughs) And it was just too funny. But um, yeah, she was definitely a lot of fun to read about and everything. And then the villain, Alethea, you said, is the pronunciation. Okay. I was trying to get that out beforehand. (laughs) But I did like her as well. I thought she was very interesting. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to finding out more about her in future books as far as that goes. Her whole backstory Agreed. comes out in book two, and I'm super, super Ooh. excited to write about Ooh. it. Very cool. Awesome. I'm very excited to read it. Um, <laughs> so uh, question. our next question here is, what was the most rewarding part of the writing process? I think when I saw my cover for the first time, um, because up to that point, I'd... I'd gone through like beta readers, I'd gone through about two rounds of edits, but when I saw the cover, it was like, oh my gosh, this book is real and it's gonna happen. I remember I saw it on the computer with like the file that my artist sent me and I think I was squealing for about five minutes straight and like jumping around the room and like texting my business partner and my sister was there with me and I just kept saying, look at it, look at it. I was so excited. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, so that was probably, aside from getting the first physical copy of the book, um, the most exciting part for me. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Because, like, um, right now, I'm actually in the process yeah. of creating my own board game. And I got my first, like, printed, fully printed with all the art I had paid for, prototype sent to me. And I got the first physical copy. And, like, that feeling when you first get it in your hands is like, wow, this is this is real. Like, this is happening. So I can totally relate to that feeling. That's awesome. It's a crazy process because it's something that just you imagined it in your head. And then it's physically there in front of you. It's, I think, the closest form of magic we probably have is taking something from your imagination and making it become real life. I like that. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. That's a really good uh, connection there. All right. The next question we have for you here is Perilous Star ends on a bit of a cliffhanger. (laughs) Without going into spoilers, what can you tell us about book two? Is there a title yet? The release date? The premise? All that good stuff. There is a release date. It's coming out in November 2023. Um, And the premise of it, it's kind of, it's like hard to talk about without giving away spoilers. But it's going to be significantly darker than book one was. Uh, there's going to be, I mentioned before, kind of the correlation of coming out of a like toxic relationship. In the course of that, book two is really the dark night of the soul of the whole series. So it's I, I'm actually very excited to write it because I, I enjoy delving into darker themes and things like that. But it's um, I, I think it's going to be really, really interesting. Awesome. Yeah, I, I like that because, like I, I mentioned, because the the way that book one ends there, you're kind of like, okay, so what now? So it had that good like little ending there that wanted you to to find out more information, which was cool. Um, just this is going to be kind of off of our question page for uh, just a little sidetrack here for a moment, and back to kind of the zodiacs. How did you decide? And again, I don't know if this something with zodiacs generally but what zodiacs kind of went together are they attached to an element uh, already like how did you determine that yeah so the zodiac signs um like they all fall into specific elements already so like that's where the houses came from like the earth the wind air or wind air whatever same thing (laughs) and water so those were already kind of predetermined, but then in like putting the groups together for training groups, I I did a lot of research into Zodiac personalities and like who's supposed to go well with what. I didn't retain a lot of that information, so people try to ask me now and I'm like, I don't know anymore. But when I was originally creating it, I was trying to pair people where there would at least be two signs that clashed with each other and two signs that were supposed to get mm. along well with each other in each of the training groups. Um, so the, the elemental ones were just grouped together by elements, but like Kaylee, Nico, and the twins, and Shayna, um, they all have specific people that they're supposed to clash with and get along with, and I thought that would make for interesting group dynamics. As well as just from a training perspective, like you need people who like play on your weaknesses and strengths. So, and was it? I guess what kind of helped you to decide that you wanted to pick like one recruit, one recruit per like zodiac symbol? And like, 
they would kind of keep getting sort of, I don't want to say reha- like rehashed or reborn or revitalized. Like, how did you determine that process instead of just having like the Zodiac and just being an, you know, omnipresent sort of individual or person? So this is going to go into a lot of world building that doesn't really get mentioned into the book. And it's partly I'm still discovering it mm-hmm. as well. I'm a very discovery writer sort of processor person um but in my world of the zodiac uh i didn't want it to make it just be the western zodiac because there's all kinds of different zodiac systems and they're all tied to different cultures so um kind of i got this idea from percy jackson where it like the greek gods were like tied to culture i did the same thing with the zodiac so there's like the western zodiac there's the lunar zodiac there's even like Celtic and Mayan and all these other zodiac systems. And I thought it would be really boring if they were just there for eternity. So I wanted to make it so that they could die or be replaced or be transferred or things like that. Um, so some of the zodiac signs that are currently the zodiac signs in the book have been their sign for a lot longer than other signs that are there if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it definitely does, yeah. So I know we... Sorry, go right ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so with the start of Perilous Star, though, with this Ophiuchus almost breaking out as the 13th Zodiac, I wanted it to be that it was throwing the Earth realm into so much disarray that they knew there was a war coming, so they needed to have their backup plan just in case they were taken out, mm-hmm. um, and they needed someone else there for them. <laughs> Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually, like why there's like this massive recruitment of all like replacement level uh, Zodiacs to take on the role of their mentor in case their mentor were to fall in like such a a clash that you're talking about, like with the war with Ophicius or Ophicus. Ophicus. <laughs> Ophicus, okay. Oh, but so I was going to say that we got our peak at the Lunar Zodiac here later on in the book here. Uh, is that something that we can um, expect to see more in the upcoming uh, novels here? Um, some other Zodiacs jumping in? I want to make it so at the end of book three, there's a giant war that brings in multiple systems. So hmm. I'll probably be teasing more of it in book two just so that it's a running theme. But then I also wanted to create the possibility for a spinoff series um, to do Lunar Zodiac. Uh, I don't know what exactly, but I just think it would be awesome. So <laughs> I wanted to like tease that as a possibility for kind of this world. Oh man, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. It'd be kind of cool to, I mean, you're, you're, you're the author. <laughs> but just thinking about it, like, because you have it, so these Zodiacs are getting, you know, people to be their replacements. They're like, going to be their mentors mentees you know that relationship but in this war that happens and maybe one of the other zodiacs someone dies but they don't have their replacement or the replacement dies too and then you know there has to be somebody to fill that role and so that'd be kind of a fun or i think that'd be really interesting to have somebody go into that role and have to learn it from people who aren't really supposed to be their teacher and then but they have this innate power and stuff and so that might be really interesting too just That would be really interesting. (laughs) All right, so the next bit we have going on here, um, 
is aside from Perilous Star and uh, the Western Zodiac trilogy that you are working on book two of right now, are you currently working on anything else or any other Kingdom Publishing books that are going to be coming out here soon? Yes. And I was thinking about this last night and I've sort of had this moment of what the heck am I doing with my life right now? <laughs> um but I'm actually, I'm working on two ghost writing projects. One of them we're going to be publishing at the beginning of November. I'm also working with another book coaching client who's writing a book on kind of beauty mindset. And we're going to be publishing her at the end of November. And then I also started a cyberpunk sci-fi series that I am not putting a ton of effort into, but it's just been living in my head for a while and was saying it needed to start coming out so very cool um yeah i'm working on a lot of projects love that so a bit of everything going on Uh, just for everybody (laughs) and myself included ghost writing projects can you explain that a little bit yeah so um basically with kingdom books and kind of a lot of the communities i'm surrounded in i i have access to a few high-level business people who have books that they want written but don't have time to write the books. So I um, I work with them and I meet up with them and like ask them questions and take notes and I'm basically writing their book for them. And then since they like me, they're going to publish with me too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, so actually going from that and your ghostwriting <laughs> into my next question here. What advice do you have for new writers or people who want to write or have ideas that they kind of want to, I guess, get out of their heads? Um, I've been kind of delving into this topic a lot on an introspective level lately. And I think the number one thing is it's kind of a two-sided coin that gets in the way of creatives really being able to put their work out there and then monetize it. And it's the tension between pride and shame. Um, I think a lot of creatives, they either have a lot of shame in either like the vulnerability of their work or they think they're not good enough. And then on the same but opposite side of that spectrum is pride where they feel really entitled and like their work is God's gift to man, like that sort of thing. And in order to really go out there and promote and become successful, you have to be in the middle. You have to be willing to share um, who you are, and you also have to know that there's value in that. Um, but you can't get so caught up in either or that it roadblocks you from creating what you are supposed to be creating. I think that's really good advice for not just writing, but anything. Yeah. Really. I'm going to say that extends beyond writing. But so true. Yeah, like a- <laughs> oh, man. So much struggle there. (laughs) (laughs) I get kind of deep sometimes. (laughs) All right. So the last little bit we have here um, is where can people reach you if they have any questions about Perilous Star, any of your other novels that you have coming up here, or just want to talk about writing and life in general? I'm most active on Instagram. So you can find me at Alyssa.Markins on Instagram. I also have a website, which is alyssamarkins.com, and I'm not as active on that as I should be, but it's my goal to get really on top of posting updates to email lists and things like that. Um, And then I also have a YouTube channel, which is Alyssa Markins, that I'm also trying to become more consistent at doing. 
Because I love making videos, but the editing part is, gets in my way. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. <laughs> I think we can all relate with that one. Really enjoyed uh, Perilous Star. And I, I mean, yeah, really enjoyed Perilous Star. Really enjoyed uh, kind of learning about your process through it and the Zodiacs and yeah, everything else. And I, I like the encouragement you have as well. Now, I think there. W I was looking at your website for Kingdom Publishing, which is your publishing company that you co-own, correct? And you have a tool for people, right? In your... Uh, yeah, we've got... Um, so we have services, but then we also have the Writer's Accountability Planner. And it kind of takes you through the process of learning how to set a SMART goal for your writing project and then a pulled planner part where you can track that. And then also, this is the part that I think is super valuable about it, the journaling prompts that kind of get you to explore what you love about your writing, why you're writing. And I use those sometimes myself when I hit writer's blocks and it's, Part of getting over writer's block, I think, is just actually writing something down, so it's helpful in that way. But it also is specifically tailored to like get you centered on like who you are as a writer and why you love doing what you're doing. And when you're focused on that, it becomes a lot easier to write. This is actually another piece of advice that I like to tell upcoming writers and authors is a lot of a lot of writers will tell themselves like I'm not an author or writing is so hard and things like that. And when you keep telling yourself that writing is hard or I'm not a writer, it's really, really hard to develop a consistent writing habit because in your brain you have this loop of this is like hard, this is difficult, or I'm not this. So and if you want to build a consistent writing habit and if you want to publish, you have to rewire that narrative in your brain before you actually make it happen. I love that. I, I mean, I think that's with everything. It's really about building a habit mm -hmm. so that's great and i'm glad that you have those tools for people as well so as mike said um i too enjoyed perilous star i thought it was a nice read here it got a little darker than i was expecting it to and i'm excited that it's going to get even more so um but um mike this is a question for you actually so who was your favorite character or a character that intrigued you in perilous okay star? well i guess i'm going to tell myself a little bit here um I like Libra, but that's just mostly because that is my zodiac sign, so I was immediately interested in, like, what kind of character is this? Uh, or is, are they? But as main characters that I was actually really interested in reading about, uh, I really, really liked... I know this is going to sound kind of weird. I guess I was really interested in Trent at the beginning because, like, he <laughs> is a jerk. A complete jerk. And I, I was just like, why are you acting this way? Um, I don't know if... Have you guys watched Stranger Things? No. Uh, oh, okay. No, well, not, not yet. No. Well, when you watch season two, you meet a new character named Max. And she has a stepbrother. And he is a jerk to her. And you're just like... You instantly hate this character. And later on, you find out why. And it's such a, like powerful moment when you realize like why he's acting the way he's acting and I, I i kind of like when i was reading trent i was like i want to hate you so bad um but i want to know why you're doing this and so that got me interested in his character a little bit more as well as the things that happen to him later on and 
how it all ended, but I don't want to <laughs> give too much away there. What about you, Dylan? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I know for me, uh, one of the characters that immediately stood out was Gemini. Just like the description of Gemini, how there's the twins, obviously, you know, who have like the physical separation of the duality of Gemini, whereas the current Zodiac of Gemini had like the the manipulation of, or the separation of those features very presently on himself like how you described how the two sides of his face are so different the two eyes are so different and everything he was very in just a very interestingly described character to me but a character that i'm looking forward to learning more about is nico because i feel like there's a lot more below the surface that we don't know about him and so i'm looking forward to seeing what that all is Nico gets a lot more screen time in book two, <laughs> as does the the twins do too. Oh, good. So, oh, good. yeah, <laughs> that's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, I want to say thank you yeah. so much, Alyssa, for hanging out with us and chatting with us about writing, about Perilous Star, and just about you know some advice for upcoming writers too. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is my first like official podcast interview with other people so you you made this super super awesome well we're happy to hear that you made this great for us as well like we mentioned you're the first author we've had on here so it's quite exciting for for my perspective to actually get someone who wrote the book to come on and talk a little bit about it too so definitely double enjoyment for us too all right with all that said this is going to be two nerds signing off see ya, see ya.